Welcome to the Gifters Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Kai. This podcast is sponsored by the GPS Online Program, which teaches you how to turn your story into a successful speaking and online coaching business. For more information, go to ChristopherKai.com. Our guest today is Allie Pleiter. She has authored over 50 books, sold over 1.5 million copies, and is the creator of The Chunky Method, which I'll have her explain to us. Allie, welcome to our show today. Thank you. I'm very glad to be here. So first, let's just talk about how <laughs> you wrote 50 books, but let's start with your first one because there are a lot of listeners are, listeners are entrepreneurs, executives, experts. They might want to write a book, but it's always the first one because when they see someone like you, they might say, oh my gosh, I cannot be like Allie, but perhaps you can just share with us how you wrote that first book or why you wrote that first book. I wrote that first book, quite frankly, on a dare from a friend. So uh, always listen to good dares, not necessarily bad ones, but good dares can take you down pretty exciting new roads. So I just decided to start writing because a friend told me that I was a very good storyteller and I had worked in fundraising. So I had some very good um, writing communication skills and I put those two together and began telling a story. And it is, they say, I think it's 93% of people who start a book don't finish it. So it really is a function of dedication and stick to to get all the way to the end of a book. And as I began to do that over and over again, my grant writing days from my professional life before I was a writer began to sort of play into how do you meet a deadline on a regular basis? How do you get things done? And as other authors began to ask me, how is it that you're able to produce on the level that you are? I began to share what I did and that became the Chunky Method and I became the person who spreads the Chunky Method around the world to writers and other creatives. So it all started with saying yes to a very good dare. And that's really important, Allie, because again, so many people have a desire and interest to write a book, but they get scared, they have imposter syndrome, they procrastinate. So when I saw the Chunky Method, first of all, kudos to the name because it's very unique and it stands out. And I just thought peanut butter. <laughs> yeah, so peanut butter or Chunky Hand Bar. Okay, <laughs> what, what, what kind of uh, Chunky Hand? I, I'm a, I have a thing for candy bars. <laughs> which, uh, which candy bars are you referring to? There's an actual chunky candy bar that was created in the mid 50s. It's been around. It's rather hard to find. It's kind of nostalgia candy. Uh, you can oh. find them at a couple of drugstores, but, um, but they're wonderful. They're big, thick candy bars that come in, obviously, chunks with peanuts and raisins and things in them. They're this wonderful. Nestle or Milky Way, or the actual name is called just chunky candy bar? Just chunky. You know, I don't actually know what company creates them. Um, I buy them and I eat them and I don't spend too much time looking at the wrapper. <laughs> I digress. I just got excited. So, but let's oh, talk about why you chose it being called the Chunky Method. Well, you know, when I first developed it and started teaching it, I think it had some sort of very impressive scientific name. And one of the people <laughs> in my audience said, well, really, it's just getting chunky. And I became the chunky lady and it became the Chunky Method. And I was smart enough to run with that because it really is an unusual and memorable name. And it what do you mean it's just it's just like chunky? I don't understand. It comes from the fact that everyone has a creative chunk. And that is sort of like your creative battery. If you were if you wanted to write and I sat you down in some good circumstances and I didn't interrupt you and I let you just sort of run until you ran out of words, until you started being distracted or you didn't know what you wanted to say next. Um, if you did that and then counted how many words that is, that's your chunk. And most writers think of 
writing as a very inspiration based that they'll just sit down when an idea strikes them. And, and it's pretty much the opposite. Writing is really expectation based that you tell yourself you're going to sit down and produce some words and you give your creative self that expectation. So once you figure out what your chunk is, and it's different for everybody, I work with clients, their chunk is 200 words. I work with clients, their chunk is 3,500 words. It, it depends how your brain works. And once you realize that, then that becomes the building block for, all right, if, I, if my brain works in 500 word chunks and I need to write 3000 words, then I've got to sit down you know, six times. It's basically applying project management concepts to the writing process. And everybody thinks that that will squash the art and that will take all the magic out of it. And my experience has been just the opposite, that it provides a, a terrific foundation and you, you tell your muse what you expect of it and nine times out of 10, she delivers. Well, that's great. And, and also, frankly speaking, a lot of times that are more new writers or aspiring writers, they might think that, oh, I need to be inspired, but just like discipline and freedom. You might think, well, if I have a certain schedule, I'm not going to be as free. But no, if you really want freedom in everything in life, you have to discipline yourself to actually do the things you might not want to do or get some of those things done. In, in your case, calling it chunks. So how many of these clients have you worked with? Is it a few dozen, a few hundred? I mean, how, how many people have you worked with? I'm probably up in the 60 or 70s. I just started actively one-on-one -on -one coaching. I've been teaching for probably about 10 years. I've been in publishing. I started, I published my first book in 2000. So I've had 20 years of publishing and I was teaching in groups, in group settings for a long time. And then I began to coach one-on-one -on -one about three years ago. And I've really enjoyed that. It's a way to make a huge impact on a writer and to watch that that book come out of them. You know, saying I'll write a book is just this big, very intimidating, massive goal. But if you can break it down like it with the chunky method, what you realize is the only thing you have to do is write the next chunk. Either, either that's today or tomorrow or every day this week or twice a week. Once you have that plan, then it just gives you the next piece and you start making progress and you get momentum and Wow, there, I just love to watch that happen. That just lights me up to see a writer get going. Yeah, and what lights me up, Ali, is talking to you because as you said prior to our interview starting that you're both a writer and a, a speaker, a, a theater person. So I love the fact that you can actually communicate in a very enthusiastic way because again, sometimes I meet writers and they just have a very monotone tone of voice and I sleep. Whereas you, I appreciate that for our listeners and your future clients, Ali, that know that writing is hard enough, possibly, but when you have a system like you have, Ali, but you can actually also encourage them in an actual enthusiastic way, it just helps the cause and the movement forward. So I'm curious, if you could share with us some examples of clients you've worked with, whether when they first just started out and just some of the basic things that you were able to help them specifically with so that our listeners can really hear you and hopefully hire you in time. Well, one of the things that's fascinating is there are big chunk writers and there are little chunk writers. Little chunk writers do small amounts of work every day. Big chunk writers need to sort of dive in and stay down in the project for a long time. They're the people who want to go away for a whole weekend and write, you know, a lot, whereas little chunk writers tend to need to dip in a little bit every day. And so a lot of my work is talking to people and helping them discover, are they big chunk writers or little chunk writers? 
I'll give you an example. I was working with, he happened to be a business client. I work with fiction and nonfiction writers, but this particular business client was being asked to write blogs. And you know, blogs are short little pieces, but he was a big chunk writer. And so he, because blogs are everyday thing, he was trying to write every day and it went completely against his natural tendencies as a big chunk writer. So once he discovered that, we realized that the way he could really shine in writing blogs was to take every other Friday and write you know, six of them in one day to go down into that writing place, to get into his zone and to do a lot of writing at once. So that's probably one of the clearest examples of understanding your chunky, um, your chunky style and how to do it and how it can actually affect your ability to get the work done and what feels good and what's working against your strategy, your natural style and what is totally building on it. That's amazing. And so any examples of how once you define a person's chunky method, they're like, wow, Ali, I finished my book and fill in the blank. I mean, do people finish books in weeks, months or how? What's some of the more the quicker ones? Because everyone wants to, how quickly can I write a book? You know, and it's not always about quickness, but sometimes that's helpful for people to understand that, you know, it could be done a lot quicker than you might think. Well, exactly. Once you figure out your chunk and then you realize what the, um, you know, most books have, types of books have generalized target word counts. For example, a, a, a novel, a, a, a single title novel is usually about, um, 75,000 words. And once you know that, and you know the size of your chunk, then you can sit down and realize how many times you need to sit down and write in order to get that, that really difficult first draft of that manuscript done. So if you figure out that it's, let's say it takes you, I'll just pull a number out of the sky, it takes you 40 sessions to sit down and you realize that you can only sit down so many times a week right now, and you plot that out and you realize it's gonna take you way longer than you want, well, just, say, just saying, I need to write this book faster isn't going to do it. But if you use the chunky method, you can say, all right, I sit down twice a week. I'm going to need to sit down three times a week or even four times a week to get it done on the time frame that I want. And now you have something, you have something measurable. You've got something really specific. You've got something practical. You know what has to happen this week and next week and the week after that in order to meet that goal. And that's really where the power of it takes place and people can make plans and make choices to reach that goal because then it's not so long-term, it's what you've got to do right now or next. I love that, Ali, because again, so much of life is really breaking up into small, simple steps. Just like if you're gonna run a marathon, you start with the first step. And I love how your method, it's not only efficient, but it just sounds good. <laughs> it's most, remember, I, I saw, I'm literally salivating <laughs> right now, <laughs> Ali. But my, my last question for you is, I really hope that our listeners do write a book. It doesn't matter whether, whether it sells one copy or, or a million, five copies like you, because it's about that story you have. Now, since you've written 50, I'm not going to ask what your favorite book is. I'm actually going to ask you more. What was the most memorable response you got from one of your books? Oh, that's easy. Now, I work, a, a large portion of my work is in the inspirational market. So it's faith-based readers and faith-based stories. And my very, very favorite fan letter was one sentence long. And it was an email that someone sent me. And she simply said, Allie, you made me late for church. Wow. And that was the highest praise. I've loved it. I've gotten long letters, but that one probably always stands out as my favorite because there was such joy and such, oh, you distracted me so much. That story was so compelling. From God. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, I love that. it was, it's probably my all time favorite fan letter. I love that, Allie. And 
again, for our listeners from all around the world, I really, 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 really hope you do write your book and reach out to Ali. Ali, how can our guests learn from you and how can our listeners reach out to you? The easiest place to find everything about my coaching and my speaking and all those 50 books is at AlliePleiter.com. So, and that's because it's got an unusual spelling. It's A-L-L-I-E, P like Peter, L-E-I, T like Tom, er.com and that one place will take you to all the different things that I do and you can get in touch with me if you want to talk about coaching or if you want to think about a book I've got books for writers I've got books for parents I've got fiction stories so there's a lot there for everybody I hope I know for sure (laughs) (laughs) Ali thank you so much for being on the show have a great day today thank you I very much enjoyed it I really appreciate the opportunity have a good day yourself Thank you for listening to the Gifters Podcast. If you want to learn how to turn your story into a successful speaking and online coaching business, go to ChristopherKai.com to learn more.